Paso a Paso Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paso a Paso Podcast, otherwise known as the Paso a Podcast. My name is Miles, happy to be here again with you. And we are going to have part two of a conversation following up on our earlier episode featuring Taylor and Inspire. Uh, we spoke in the last episode with her about all the work she and other organizations in Taos are doing currently to help support our community and their needs during COVID, uh, whether it's with respect to um, you know, taking care and, and educating their youngest children to helping out the school district and uh, school-age children as they learn uh, both from afar uh, with their teachers, perhaps over a computer, but also maybe some additional support for hands-on learning in the meantime, really um, addressing the needs in our Taos, New Mexico community from all angles. Hopefully I shared that little summary uh, pretty well, Taylor. Would you like to introduce yourself and please tell me if I missed anything there? Um, sounds great. Thanks, Miles. Um, I am Taylor Echemendi, and I am the director, founder and director of Inspire Bilingual Early Learning Center, um, and most recently expanding that program to help support our remote learning children in the Taos Communities Cares Project. Um, and then I also work for UNM Taos as the mentor coordinator. Yes. Um, and I, I believe, and I don't think anybody would disagree, that you're a key partner um, and really leader um, in the early childhood community locally as well as in the state. We mentioned on the earlier uh, podcast that there is now a New Mexico um, early childhood is it Early Childhood Education and Care Department? Is that the full name? Yes. Yep. That's exciting. It's one of the first in the country. And um, to have an oh, it, a department that is dedicated to early childhood education and care is really exciting. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to provide some time and, and learn from you and share with uh, our listeners the transition, I don't know if transition is the right word, but that's what I'm thinking of in my mind, of the general consciousness, um, maybe through the years, of what it is to bring your young child, let's say zero to five, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but just an example, to a place where they are um, cared for and watched after in a safe and positive environment while perhaps the adult goes to work or whatever the case is. Um, that's had many names through the years, hasn't it, Taylor? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that there is definitely still a mindset that um, early childhood education is daycare. Um, and, you know, if you're thinking about brain development and the growth over a lifetime, you know, the early, the early years are the most important years. 92% of the brain develops by age five. Um, so in that sense, it absolutely is crucial time for development and, and education. So, you know, I'm hoping that we as a society can, can start to shift our thinking from, from daycare and the, just this idea of, we play with babies to really thinking that we are actually helping to mold um, young, the young brain and and making a huge impact on who who these young our youngest citizens are going to become in the future yeah. of our next generation. Yes, um, well said as always. Um, it makes me think. I'm imagining um, what you shared about. You know, maybe there are some parents that view it as daycare, childcare, and they don't really think much about what the experience of the child is there, as long as they come back clean and relatively happy. 
Um, that's you know me just making an assumption, but it also makes me kind of wonder what that parent might feel as though their interaction is with their child at home and the impact it's having on them. Um, maybe this is part of a broader uh, educational need as far as uh, what it is to be a parent and and how those actions through really every year of that young person's life has an impact on them. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, a parent is a child's first teacher. And for every working parent that, you know, needs to take their child to um, an early childhood program, or for those who believe that it's the best thing for their child um, to be in a program and socializing with other children, you know, it's still hard. You know, it's hard to leave your most important, important thing in your life in the care of, of someone else. And so, you know, the, the partnership between the providers and the families is absolutely crucial, um, that there is partnership and communication, dedication and co-construction, um, of and and sharing of the amazing moments that happen every day um you can you see the learning that's happening every day is so visible especially when we're able to be educated and open our minds to it and and begin to observe and listen acutely and to be actively participating and engaged with children um you know, it, the the opportunities are endless, and it's an amazing thing when a parent, educator, and a child, um, and a whole family can can share in that together. Um, so can that do, that's certainly the goal. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You've been doing this for a while, and you've interacted with hundreds of families, if not more. Um, can you just share any example, fictitious or not, um, of what a, a, a quality partnership between parents, a child, and the center may look like, or, or how it can be developed? Um, what's I don't know. What would that What would that be? Um, you know, I, I think everything you know is if you can build a strong relationship, be curious, understand the context in which a child is coming from. What are the values of a family? You know, what what is the history of the family? What um, you know that that curiosity piece and willingness to come from a place of empathy and compassion um, and and openness to working together in a in a way that is individualized for each family. Um, that's that's really the foundation of everything. Um, you know, those relationships, having really strong relationships and good communication um, is, is the key. Um, and we all know that everybody has different comfort levels and styles as far as, as how they interact with one another. Um, but, you know, creating the space and opportunity for families to connect in the way that works best for them um, is really important. Um. I had so many thoughts during that time, and I think I lost all of my questions. But um, one of them, and now that I'm pulling it out, is um, it was interesting to hear a lot of what you shared, and it makes sense, was um, kind of what the center's responsibility was to listen and learn from the, the family about their history, as you shared, shared their experiences, their culture, and that's amazing. On the flip side, what is important or helpful um, – uh, to to have or hear from parents um, 
or, or how can they, how rather how how can they how should they engage with the center in a way that's meaningful and supportive and 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 also listening to uh, the needs of those who watch their children during the day while they're gone. I don't know necessarily that there is an answer specifically to how to engage. It has to be the way that they're most comfortable with. Um, and then the educators have to be open to that too and responsive and flexible. Again, you know, it's all about context and sometimes it takes time and that's okay. And, you know, as, but again, sharing those, those amazing moments in the day and communicating the, you know, and giving a picture of what what amazing learning or questions or things that happened within the classroom during the day is certainly a place where the door is open um where if you can share you know when when a family isn't able to be present with their child all day to get that like you know text message during the day of a photo of their child engaging deeply in play um, is is something that is is impactful and can make the difference between having you know a bummer day and a, a great day and just knowing that your child is safe and your and the teachers are care enough to to send that information to the family and check in regularly um, is is really important. Yeah, that's amazing. I've never actually considered being in that position to receive a, a photo like that, and it's wonderful that that's happening. Um, kind of flipping it, you know, we've talked a lot about um, childcare uh, as a concept versus early childhood education and how important it is for all of us to recognize the in, immense uh, brain growth that happens early in life for um, the children of our communities and our families. If you could uh, give any ideas or suggestions to parents uh, just in general, what is it that you think developmentally is really um, an approach that they could take to interacting with their child at home? As a parent myself, real briefly, I'll just share that I know that sometimes um, if my child is doing things that quote unquote feel as though they're bothering me, oftentimes they just want to interact. They want to be a part of the conversation. They want to be um, acknowledged. Um, I, I know a lot of parents right now are under stress and, and finding time hopefully to, to care to their needs, but um, what are some of those kind of universal suggestions you had for that you might share with even your staff about just how to engage with a young child in a way that kind of creates a balance for everybody? Um, you know, when we talk about engaging with children, um, it's really about being present. You know, we have lots of static in our lives. There's everybody has so many things going on, especially right now and outside stressors. Um, but really being mindful of quieting the static um, and sitting on the floor, engaging and being totally present and and having fun and playing like play is how children learn it's how they communicate it's how they make sense of the world around them and so you know just being mindful of taking those taking those moments whether it's 15 minutes to just leave every check it all at the door right and and just sit and and play and engage and learn from your child children teach us so much um, and their ideas are so much better than ours you know we might think that we have a plan and if we're really truly listening and paying attention and observing and being responsive to their cues their ideas can turn into the most magical amazing exploration that we never would have thought of so you know i think 
you know, just whatever you can do, you know, at home, you know, at school, hopefully everybody's fully engaged all the time. But, you know, at home, I know that that's hard. But, you know, 15 minutes of just sitting on the floor and playing with your child and and tra- thinking about, wow, we're enjoying this together and, and sharing a joyful moment. And those joyful moments of play is really where the the brain synapses are connecting and they're they're making sense of the world and building relationships and feeling empowered. Um, and so I guess that would be my advice to anyone is just find the time to truly engage and, and leave, leave the other things um, out of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, in our last uh, couple minutes or minute and a half or so, um, you know, Primarily, our focus on this uh, short discussion was to, uh, as you've done so well, share why uh, daycare, childcare, these kind of conceptual visions of uh, you know dropping off a kid and running to work, um, really need to evolve to a place of viewing it as early childhood education and respecting um, not only the experience of the child in that center, but um, all that the adults have to offer and the importance of what they bring to the work, which is what you uh, do a great job of with your staff. Um, Are there any last thoughts about uh, things that you think um, folks should hear or might help um, our community and and communities all around us um, move more in that direction? You know, I think that maybe just an openness to begin to think about you know, infants and toddlers and young children as citizens, thinking about them as capable and competent and active participants of our society and the the future. And when you start to shift your image of the child and view them as capable, competent um, citizens, then you start to shift as a society your view of the education of those citizens. So then we start to think about, oh, wow, this is the next generation of nurses, of teachers, of police officers, of, you know, all of these different jobs that make our our world work and and begin to think about how impactful those relationships are they need to have positive supportive relationships as children in order to be successful you know in life across the board you know the highest there's the biggest tie to academic success is those early childhood experiences and they are everything though you know those moments matter Thanks for all you do. Um, and uh, if people want to learn more about Inspire, uh, we are growing a new page on Facebook. It is um, facebook.com slash Taos Inspire. And also you can visit uh, org to learn more about uh, Paso Paso. And thanks for all you do, Taylor. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Podcast.